Hello, and welcome to the Gravel Ride Podcast, where we go deep on the sport of gravel cycling through in-depth interviews with product designers, event organizers, and athletes who are pioneering the sport. I'm your host, Craig Dalton, a lifelong cyclist who discovered gravel cycling back in 2016 and made all the mistakes you don't need to make. I approach each episode as a beginner to unlock all the knowledge you need to become a great gravel cyclist. This week on the podcast, we welcome Laura Wisner to the show to talk about Cowtown Gravel. Cowtown Gravel is a Colorado event happening on July 6th, 2024 in Kremlin, Colorado. Kremlin is a town you might have been through on your way to Steamboat Springs, but it's a town the race organizers want you to remember as the gravel is fantastic as are the views. Laura's come on to talk to us about all you can expect from Cowtown Gravel and an interesting story about how she became familiar with Kremlin in the first place. I hope you enjoy this episode. Before we jump in, I did need to thank this week's sponsor, Dynamic Cyclist. Dynamic Cyclist has been producing cycling-specific stretching and strengthening routines for many years now. They've got a vast library of content both focused on you as a general cyclist, but also many different programs based on specific areas of weakness. It's during this period every year in the winter that I start thinking about how limiting my personal low back problems have made my cycling. So I love to dig into the Dynamic Cyclist low back routine, six-week program, just focusing on getting those stretches needed to get deep into everything related to my hip flexors and lower back. It's a great reminder that stretching only takes a short amount of time for having a huge impact. All their videos are no longer than 15 minutes, so none of us has any excuses not to squeeze them into our winter routines to get us prepped for this season. I say that, and I'm not going to lie, I miss a day or two here or there, But it's on my mind, frankly, constantly, this idea that stretching is probably one of the most important things I can do to set myself up for success in 2024. So go on over to dynamiccyclist.com. They've got a seven-day free trial, so it's pretty easy to see if, if it's something that you would like. They're also offering our listeners a 15% off discount on any of their programs, which include either monthly or annual billing. So it's pretty flexible if you're someone who just wants to do some routines in the winter, for example. Anyway, head on over to dynamiccyclist.com, use the coupon code THEGRAVELRIDE, or follow the link in the show notes to get directly over there. With that business behind us, let's jump right into my conversation with Laura. Laura, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you have me here, thank you. Where are you sitting today? I am based in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And I'm excited to get you on to talk about Cowtown Gravel, which is not in Boulder, Colorado. So why don't you just set the stage by telling us where Cowtown Gravel takes place and why don't you drop the the month it takes place as well? Okay. So Cowtown Gravel is in Kremlin, Colorado. Um, it's going to take place for the second time on July 6, 2024. And... Um, Kremlin, for those who have been to Steamboat, if you are coming from the Front Range Denver area and you get off I-70 and go um, north, we are the crook in the road in between Silverthorne and Steamboat Springs. Um, So Kremlin is that that little town that everybody has to go through, but 
may not have ever stopped there. Yeah, I think as we discovered offline, on my way to Steamboat Gravel, I definitely went through Kremling. I lived mm -hmm. in Boulder, and if you had asked me to point to it on a map prior to this conversation, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But it's clear <laughs> from my driving through that area, it's absolutely a beautiful part of the state. So we'll get into why and how the event got started. But first, let's just learn a little bit more about you and how you found your way to cycling and gravel cycling specifically. Yeah, well, I mean, old old school is anybody who grew up in upper Midwest gravel road when they were kids because not all roads were um, paved back then. So, I mean, I started as a kid just getting on my bike when you're up at our um, vacation cottage and just take off for hours and hours on a gravel road. You know, no cell phones. Parents had no idea where I was. Um, no helmet, probably riding in cutoff jeans or something like that. But, um, you know, those were the, the good old days. And then as I became an adult and, and got into um, riding proper, uh, you know, got into road riding, mountain biking, cyclocross. And um, the blessing of living in Boulder County is that we have these amazing gravel roads. And you know, people ask, well, why, why are you riding gravel? And I liken it to if you live along one of the coasts, you want to surf because it's right there and you should take advantage of it. So living here in uh, Boulder County, um, it's it's crazy not to have a gravel bike or at least you know change out your wheels um, so you can get on our back roads and just go for miles and miles and hours and hours. So it's, yeah, uh, I'm thinking back to what's right. probably my first quote unquote gravel event was Boulder Roubaix in the early '90s when I lived in Boulder, and I certainly rode that on. 23C road tires. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Yeah, and, and with my my cycling friends and and club, you know, we would, you know, even 10 years ago, we a lot of us were just riding on gravel roads with, you know, road tires, um, and that was okay because they're they're so smooth around here. And if you got a little chunky, well, I hope your bike handling skills are up to the challenge. But you know, this. Uh, gravel revolution happened and all of a sudden you have all these options um not only in tires but all of a sudden frames and you know it just became this um this celebration of all things gravel and so now it's just another bike in your quiver um so yeah yeah we, yeah. we did that too <laughs> as gravel started to become popularized and specific bikes started to arrive were you someone who found your way to gravel events outside of Boulder County? Yeah, you know, I did the the very first um, steamboat gravel, um, did that for a couple of years. And at that point, I was racing cross. And so what I would do is use my cross bike and just switch out um, the wheels. But, you know, with a one-by, there's some pretty good grades around here. If you head up the mountains straight from Boulder, um, you can go up to Gold Hill or Ward. Um, it's a little hard on a one-by. You know, that's a pretty good workout on, in and of itself. And the geometry is not quite right. So it became a, a, a love of mine to the point where, okay, I'm going all in. I'm buying the frame, you know, the, the specific um, gravel bike and, and got rid of the road frame and 
even got rid of the cross bike and, and gravel is pretty much it at this point. Nice. And so let's talk about your connection to Kremlin, Colorado, and how you became familiar with the area in the first place. Yeah. So Kremlin, other being the other than being the uh, the bend in the road as you go up the steamboat, it's the uh, West Grand's County area. So people know Winter Park. Winter Park is East Grand. Kremlin is West Grand. And so I've been in Grand um, County quite a bit, skiing and, and cycling and things like that. But my husband is a family practice physician. And for five years, he was Kremlin's town doc. And so we kept our, our family home base here in Boulder, and he would go up to Kremlin midweek and um, it's a small community. It's predominantly a ranching community. And he got to know the people. And um, I got to slowly know more of the people. And when I would go up to visit him uh, midweek, we would go for gravel rides. And I was just blown away by roads that I didn't know existed. Um, the quality of the gravel was incredible. Um, and I had ridden you know, boulder roads, I'd ridden around steamboat, um, and, and Kremlin is just unsurpassed as far as the quality of its gravel and the roads that we rode for three hours, and I think one truck passed us. Um, yeah. So uh, being part of Cowtown Gravel is just my way of giving back to that community and being able to lend my excitement for what the area has to offer to other folks who love gravel as much as I do. I've got many questions about Cowtown Gravel, but I have to take us <laughs> on a quick detour because I'm curious. I had recently, I'm curious about becoming a, a, a the town doctor for a community. Is that, was your husband sort of offered employment at the, the city or county level to come and be a physician for that community? And my only point of reference is watching Doc Hollywood recently with my nine-year-old son. <laughs> uh, my husband was a physician on the Front Range um, for a while and part of the, the bigger system um, that sometimes is kind of beholden to insurance companies. And, and he just wanted something different. Um, and in Boulder... A little bit of his frustration was continually patting people on the back saying, you're healthy as a horse, you know, continue that marathon training or, you know, climbing or whatever you're doing. Um, he wanted something a little bit more challenging. Yeah. And when you go to a rural community, you get to see a lot more. Um, Kremlin does have an incredible uh, health system up there. They were the first in Colorado to have a trauma one emergency room. Uh, decades ago, and um, they're they're top notch uh, healthcare up there. But it's hard to find doctors in rural areas. So um, he he his attention was called to this position, and he went up there and thought, you know what, I, I want to do this. Um, and and truly, the only reason that he came back to the Front Range uh, after five years is because we have a a kid who's finishing up high school and he wanted to be present for that last yeah. year. So, so he made a change, but there is a, a part of both his and my heart that is still in K-Town. Yeah. You had mentioned, obviously part of his journey was getting to know members of the community and de facto with your visits there, 
you started to get to know some of the community members and as avid cyclists exploring, it sounds like you found other gravel cyclists who were based out of Cowtown. Can you talk about some of those characters you met? Oh, yeah. And and the biggest character of all is Sean Scholl, who is a co-race promoter with uh, along with Blaine Day. And Sean is Big Shooter of Big Shooter Coffee. And he is this incredibly lo- loud, large character who is just incredible and so full of fun and has a lot of energy. And he, he was a, a world-class athlete, and I would even say still is. Um, so he lives up there, and he and Blaine are cycling buddies. And they wanted to create an event up in Kremlin, welcome the world come and, and check it out, check out the back roads. And um, when I heard through the grapevine that they were going to have this gravel race, I reached up to them and I said, I'm in. I want to help. How, what can I do? My my background is in marketing. And so I was able to lend that to the organization. And um, so the the really incredible thing about Blaine and Sean is that they're not trying to create an event that is just, you know, real easy. Come on up and, you know, we'll show you our back roads and we'll just have a great day. They surprised people in our first year with how awesome it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Kremlin Gravel, uh, we call it Untapped and Untamed, which is when you drive into Kremlin, that's the, the sign as you come into town, welcome to Kremlin, Untapped and Untamed. And we decided to put that as our gravel moniker. Um, there are roads that you couldn't even tell that it's gravel because it almost feels paved. Um, and then you can go a little further in and, and you know, get a little bit chunkier, um, a little bit rowdier. Um, and, and what these guys are doing is they are creating an, an experience for um, all three of our course lengths that people are just blown away by. Um, they're blown away by the climbing. They're blown away by um, sections of roads or trails that they didn't even know existed. So we had such good feedback last year that the two mad scientists went back to the drawing board of the Map My Ride this year and made it even rowdier. So we're really excited to have those people who joined us last year come and see what we have in store this year. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So why don't talk a little bit about the gravel. I mean, obviously, if you go a little further up the road, an hour to Steamboat, they talk about champagne gravel. You've been describing it a little bit, but it sounds like the team at Cowtown is trying to make sure that both our climbing legs as well as our technical skills are explored. So what type, you know, if you think about through the course of the the longer course, think about the types of terrain and describe some of the different areas, whether it's single track, double track, or a dirt road that you might find yourself on. Yeah. So um, right now on CowtownGravel.com, we have the maps available to folks with the one caveat is that these might change because we're working with the Bureau of Land Management and the BLM um, still are are going to tell us yes or no on some sections. So we put the um, scenario on that has more paved segments than non-paved. I should say 
all of our three uh, races are predominantly gravel. If the BLM will give us permission, we're going to take off more paved sections and add more gravel or unpaved. So um, our longest course is called the Bull. It's 90 miles and it has 8,000 feet of climbing. So <laughs> uh, as it stands right now, worst case scenario, it's 76% unpaved, which is pretty incredible in and of itself. So uh, we start right outside of town square. Um, we're going to start the high school, all downtown Kremlin. Um, and we're going to start going northeast. And it's, we're starting with paved, so it's going to be a pretty fast start. There will be a peloton, and and um, some people can hang on for dear life, and some are just going to you know hard charge from the start. From there, we get to a really smooth gravel. It's it's very similar to a pavement, and you will hardly even tell that it's it's gravel. Um, and it's just hard pack. It's beautiful. And from there, we go to what we call the Wookiee-woos and um, just rolling um, up and down. And that is the, probably one of our chunkier sections, um, you know, a little bit looser, a little bit larger uh, rock section. But it is something that anybody with, you know, halfway decent bike handling skills is going to be able to accomplish. Um, and they're fun. And so we go from there back to a nice hard pack gravel. Um, something that is new this year is we're going up Black Mountain, um, which is about a 1600 foot climb. And both the bull long course and the cow mid length course will go up Black Mountain. Um, and at the top, they're going to go down through three miles of private ranch land. Which is super cool because, yeah, you know, part of the fun of gravel is exploring roads and, and places you've never been. So this private ranch land is only going to be accessible on race day. So you can't pre-ride it, um, can't check it out the day before. So that is going to be um, a really fun first climb, and it'll probably set the the pack apart a bit there. And how about on that on that descent? Is it the type of thing that it's sort of wide open and it's full gas, or are there some technical elements to it that you need to be cautious about? Um, it's it's going to be fine. It's not going to be super technical because we are taking um, the mid and the long course through it. We wanted to make sure that you know we're not uh, busting anybody going down that. So. Um, it's totally rideable and, and you won't need shocks and, and you won't need uh, mountain bike handling skills. But I mean, those people who are, who want to go fast, certainly can let it loose on that. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. And then it looks now, like from the course profile that you hit another big climb. Well, here's where the two uh, courses diverge. So the bull will go up again and They'll go up Grouse Mountain. This was a part of the course from last year that people really enjoyed. Um, so they'll go up, and and Grouse Mountain is um, it's a it's a paved not a paved it's a it's a gravel road for ranchers to access their ranches. So it, I mean it, it's just a normal road. Once you get up towards the loop, there is going to be a little bit more um, dirt section versus gravel. 
Um, and uh, the whole loop has been expanded this year. So you, people can catch their breath this year, uh, check out the views that's our highest point in, in the race. And um, it, it's really beautiful. There's a abandoned cabin up there. There are streams that people often just fill their water bottles with unfiltered water um, and are, are totally fine. So we are going back up Grouse Mountain on the long course, doing a lollipop and then coming back down again. Got so, it. And I forgot to mention or ask, what elevation is crumbling to start with? Oh, crumbling is, uh, sorry about that. Crumbling is a little bit lower. I'd have to check that out. Yeah, so a little bit lower than Boulder. So we're we're not in the stratosphere when we climb up 1,600 feet. Um, I'm not going to say it's lower than Boulder, but it's, it's okay. not, um, oh, 73, almost 7,400 feet. Okay, so that's no joke for us Flatlanders. Well, we have to give it some <laughs> some elements of the of the mountains here, but it's not like you're you know starting up at um, eleven thousand feet. I mean, you're you're gonna feel the altitude a little bit if you're coming from sea level. Yeah, that's part yeah. of the fun. Okay, yeah. so we, we've gone up and down Grouse Mountain. What what comes next? Okay, so what we're doing this year is we are reversing course around our reservoir. Um, Williams Fork Reservoir is just beautiful. And last year we started and, and went around it uh, counterclockwise. And so the Peloton was pretty tight through all of that. This portion is paved um, to get to the um, Williams Fork Reservoir. You just have a little bit on the highway, but then a little climb again, about 500 feet. And then um, you'll go around the water. Um, and start heading back towards Kremlin. So it's, it's really scenic uh, and just really kind of a nice thing to see water. Uh, you know, water is a big issue for us here in the West. And so you're gonna cross the Colorado on a bridge and you're gonna go around the Williams Fork and see mountains in the background. And it's it's just really uh, spectacular if, if you can catch your breath and look up once in a while. <laughs> I forgot to ask this on air, but how do you sort of cast the event in terms of a race versus a ride and are there is it a heavily competitive element in the front end so the spirit of Kowtong gravel is we wanted to a welcome people to Kremlin and and have them stop an hour earlier than steamboat um Kremlin is only an hour and a half two hours from the front range depending on where you are um we wanted to invite people to Kremlin and check out our gravel Secondly, it is a fundraiser for the community gym floor. The floor is half pulled out and the multi-generational community just really needs a place to work out that there's, you know, that the schools need um, a place to have the kids sports, uh, the older folk need a place to work out. And so this is a fundraiser for the Middle Park gym. Uh, and so we don't have a prize purse at this point. We are trying to raise money. And so we have had some really competitive uh, people come the first year. We had some semi-pros and, and some pros come. Um, and again, this year, we are not going to offer a prize purse um, because this is a fundraiser. But that said, there were some pretty fast cats who came and, and raced. 
but we welcome those who just want to come out for an event and you know, get access to this ramp that they're never going to be able to ride on again. Um, do the short course, which we call the path course, which is um, just really a welcoming section of Kremlin gravel. Um, E-bikes are welcome on it. Families are welcome on it. People who just don't want to commit the time or the distance. This is a 35 mile, just under 35 mile course. Um, yeah. 2,200 miles of, of elevation gain. So uh, yeah. we hope that some some more pros come out. We're going to you know reach out and invite folks. Um, but you're going to, you know, the fun of gravel is you can come race an event or just come out and ride it because you're with, you know, few hundred of your like-minded friends yeah absolutely yeah you're a great distance away from the front range to kind of come out and experience something unique and i always love when events are able to negotiate access to land that we wouldn't otherwise get to ride because it just adds a sort of additional special element to the day well in the special elements the one of the things about kremlin is that it being a ranch community um big shooter sean is a fifth generation rancher. And so he goes out and personally talks to the ranchers along the course and asks them, please don't do your cattle drive a few days before or this day, because we're gonna have a lot of cyclists coming through. Um, you know, can you imagine a herd of cattle on the road trying to uh, compete for the road with cyclists? Or if they do their cattle drive a couple days before, you're gonna have a lot of cow ties being flipped up with the gravel. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a unique, uh, a unique aspect that Cowtown has. I mean, it, it really is uh, true to its name in that aspect. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm sure that Sean as a local and a cattleman himself is able to get his, his peers excited for the option of allowing cyclists to come through town and not get too annoyed that their, their day might be a little bit disrupted by a Peloton at some point. <laughs> well, I, you could get that in an urban setting or, or anywhere, but um, the the community of Kremlin was really wonderful. We had people from the retirement community make breakfast burritos and, and spilled those before the race as a fundraiser. Um, we had the high school band come and play at the after party. Um, we had ranchers who were just out on their horses along the course and waving us on and, and cheering for us. and. Um, it's just a really cool, unique event. That's fun. I was going to ask you, like, if someone was interested in coming to the event, are there accommodations in Kremlin, or do people typically drive in that day? Or are they staying over? You know, it's a mix because um, we're about an hour from Winter Park, or about an hour from Steamboat, um, but less than an hour from Summit County. And so there are a lot of folks in Colorado who have vacation homes. And so they might come up, do the events for the day. And because we're so close to the front range, you know, within two hours, some people might just make it a day event, go up and back. Kremlin does have lodging. We have a little bit of lodging. So if you're going to want a hotel to sleep in a bed, uh, get your lodging early. We do have an RV park. We have um, BLM land for camping. Um, there's camping around the reservoir that we're going to ride around. So, um, I would recommend that if people want to come up and we would love to have you, we're going to have a great time afterward. 
uh, spend the night before, spend the night after, but make your plans early, especially because it is the 4th of July holiday week. Okay. And so what's the experience like once we cross the finish line? What should riders expect at that point? <laughs> well, we have expanded our, our finish line experience this year. Um, and yeah, we learn things as every race organization does. So this year we're going to have an arch welcoming people in. So it feels like, ah, I'm done. Um, we finish at Town Square, which has a brand new pavilion. So there's going to be a lot of shade. Um, we're going to have a band again. We're going to have uh, food for people. There's a beer trailer. Um, kids can run around with their shoes off. It's just a really clean park. And people just, they hung out. And they, you know, it's the après experience. You get to say hello to old friends. You talk to people you might have met on course and rode with for a while. Um, so it was a really nice event that it's the kind of thing where people hang out for a few hours and um, just chat it up and, and talk about their experience. Nice. And prior to prior to this uh, recording, you'd sent me a photo and you told me there was an interesting story. So it's a photo. I'm looking at a, a wide expanse of beautiful grazing land backdrop of beautiful Colorado mountains. I think that's a mosaic bike, but the rider is wearing what seems to be a bull skull on their head. Close. So that rider is Ben Delaney. And he came up in order to uh, check out the course last year. And, and Ben is a cycling journalist, journalist who's been around forever. So that was on the top of Grouse Mountain. And we took a little stop at the top to look around, take pictures. And he points at the ground and he says, what's that? And of course, Cowtown, it's a cow pelvis bone. And the thing is, is really funny because it, it just looks like something out of a action hero movie and so he started wearing it as a mask wore it as a breastplate was just hamming it up <laughs> in front of a camera but you know it's it's you know, it's trembling and there's going to be cow bones laying around so that that's the cow pelvis it's a great it's a great image and I'll, I'll make sure to put that as part of the part of the episode art so people can check it out <laughs> So yeah. what's the best way for people to find out more about Cowtown Gravel? When are you opening up registration? So we are opening registration to the public on January 6th, 2024. Um, people who sign up for our newsletter get to register a full day early. So we, in our inaugural year last year, we had 350 spots and they sold out and people were begging for a wait list. And so this year, we are going to open up to 700 spots um, and we do fully expect to sell out again. So again, go to cowtowngravel.com and we put as much information as possible on our website, including a link to register, the course maps, descriptions, um, where to find lodging. Um, it's all on our website. Great. And definitely give them a follow on Instagram and see some of those great views we've been talking about it. It looks like a lot of fun. I definitely love these sort of rural town starts. It's really cool to see another part of Colorado kind of raising their hand and saying, hey, we've got great riding here too. And it, it's exciting that Sean and Blaine kind of took this opportunity to, to sort of write a gravel love letter to their hometown and invite 
700 of their new friends to come join them in 2024. Yeah, we, we promise that it will be an experience that will not soon be forgotten. Awesome. And we'd Thanks love for the time. Come, come back out to Colorado. We'd love to see you. Yeah, I definitely need another Colorado trip in my life. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks well, for all the time, Laura. All right. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Gravel Ride Podcast. Big thanks to Laura for coming on the show and talking to us about Cowtown Gravel. If you're listening to this in early January, registration opens up on January 6th. So make sure to head on over to the Cowtown Gravel website, which I will link to in the show notes and grab a registration if this event sounds like your cup of tea. Big thanks to our friends at Dynamic Cyclists for sponsoring the show. Remember, use the code THEGRAVELRIDE for 15% off any of their programs. If you're interested and are able to support the show, ratings and reviews are hugely appreciated. It really helps in our discoverability. Better yet, send a text message to one of your riding buddies and share the show with them. That's another great way to grow the community. Until next time, I'm wishing you a happy new year and here's to finding some dirt under your wheels. <laughs>